begins with this gate drop. Welcome back to the Power to the Ground podcast. Your home of motocross and supercruise for the fans and by the fans. This is episode 57, not muted this time. I hope it was entertaining even while I was talking to myself in my office here. For those of you watching this live, don't forget to like, share, and comment on this video. Say anything in the comments. Do any type of engagement. Wherever you're watching this right now, share it with somebody, tag somebody in the comments. I don't care what it is, just hang out with us, engage with us. We're trying to get this out to as many people as possible. Uh, and we're gonna try something a little bit new tonight. We are going to attempt to keep up with everybody's um, comments while we are going through the show. So it's gonna be a little bit of a different format tonight. We'll see how it goes, see if it goes smoothly, we'll keep doing it. Um, for those of you listening on audio, we are doing this podcast on Facebook Live and YouTube Live every Thursday at 7 p.m. EST. Hope you can join us next time. Tonight, we are uh, we're talking some round six, and I got to be totally honest, I've been spoiled by two races a week, so it feels like a lifetime since uh, since the last race. I had to watch the highlights all over again and reorient myself and remember what happened and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know if you felt the same way, Doug. Yeah. It honestly kind of felt like the, uh, COVID shutdown again, where we were waiting like three months to finish the season. <laughs> so. it's, it's only been five days now. I think so. Yeah. yeah that, that's crazy. That's spoiled we have been by this uh two races a week i'm enjoying it i definitely am enjoying it um so we want to do some we can't do spots yet because we we're still kind of figuring out this uh this whole new system and trying to recreate kind of what we had going on on the other side so you want to do some shout outs yeah yeah definitely um so like Jesse said, we don't have the spot, so I'll be uh, I'll be Vanna White uh, for the meantime. You know, it's uh, we just want to give a big shout out to uh, Sean over at Bro Tacos Foods, and uh, guess what Sean was good enough to do for us, Jesse? What's that? Uh, he hooked us up with a discount code. I think it's twenty oh. percent uh, off if you use the code PTTG. Uh, get you some. Uh, I think it's probably the best hot sauce that I've had. And that's, I came from Southern California where hot sauce is on everything. So I think it's, it's excellent. Um, it's got great flavors and great profiles. And then want to say thanks to uh Sunstar, the uh, leading manufacturer for OEM sprockets. So I love them. I run them on all my stuff. So we'll, Hopefully we can get all you guys set up on them. And then uh, that's really all I got right now. Still looking for more. I got a whole wall behind me. We got to fill with stickers. So. Yeah, we do. Uh, I'm I'm reoriented here. I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't have just a plain white wall behind me anymore. I yeah. uh, Looks like you flipped your desk around. 
I did. I flipped my desk completely around. You can <laughs> you can kind of see the casting couch behind me. It's uh pretty dark back there. So yeah, just, just the way I like it. I was gonna ask, is that a pun? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Before we start, please consider heading over to power the number two thegroundcom and making a small donation on the donate page. A little bit goes a long way to helping this thing continue to grow and helps the prizes get better and better. There's going to be um, some some good giveaways coming down the pipe pretty soon. Uh, I'll talk to you about that after, Doug. Um, yeah. But, uh, or if you prefer, you can jump over to the store on the website and grab yourself some sweet PTTG merch. Um, there's beanies, there's hoodies, there's t-shirts, there's bags, there's all kinds of stuff over there. And if you use the coupon code Orlando, all caps, um, you will get 20% off. That offer is good right up until the end of the broadcast on Saturday night. Um, I did that because I'm super excited for some more racing because, like I said, it feels like it's been a half a year since the last race, even though it's been less than a week. Yeah, it's definitely been a stretch. That's <laughs> So... Uh, Let's talk about uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened last Saturday, not with the races, but what we did, because we did something super fun and just super cool that I think everybody should know that we did, and that is couch cross. We oh, yeah we brought back some couch cross. That was a good time. Had I mean. There was quite a few of us. So what we had, you, Steve, me, my brother was there for a little bit. Um, we had Tiller, who's out there commenting the woot, there we go. Um, <laughs> it's uh, It was definitely fun. It was nice to, it was almost like being at the track, but without all the social distancing, because we were really able to talk about like our thoughts the whole time without just texting each other back and forth which was, it was pretty nice. I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it was like, and then with the audience too, like we had a, I want to say we had 15 to 20 people on there concurrently at one point. My yeah. dad was there, my nephew was there. Um, it, it really, it felt like, the only way I could really explain it is it felt like it was a, a Super Bowl party. Like a Super Bowl party with a just a bunch of people just, watching the races all together and just hanging out and talking yeah. races. Only I uh, went to couch cross to actually watch the sport, not just to eat the food. So <laughs> it's uh it was uh <laughs> I enjoyed it. I I could sit there and talk moto all day and we had a lot of knowledge, a lot of past knowledge and, and current knowledge that was that was in the chat room and it, it made it really entertaining conversations some of it we might have dove super duper deep into um but when you're just sitting there staring at the peacock blank screen or i guess it's not even a blank screen now just kind of overlooking the starting line and watching people walk around just sitting there twiddling your thumbs is horrible so it was i loved it 
just to be able to communicate with people, communicate with our fans, our friends, stuff like that. It was excellent. Yeah. And we'll definitely, we'll definitely bring that back for those of you who weren't there with us. Um, if you're listening to this or watching this afterwards, definitely recommend going over to, um, I think it's on, it's on Facebook and YouTube cause we live streamed it. So if you go over to Facebook or our YouTube, you can find the, uh, the recording of couch cross and see what it's all about. But, um, we are going to, we're bringing it back for around, what did we say? Nine. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, uh, we're definitely going to shoot for around nine. Um, we're kicking around, maybe trying it coming up. Uh, I have some family obligations that I have to see. I have to, I have to talk to the warden about the old wife. So <laughs> see, see if I can, uh, if I can get it done to be there. Um, so stay tuned. We will uh, throw it out on our on our Facebook page. So we have a sweet logo that Jesse made. So if you see that logo, it's on. Join us for Couch Cross. Let's get it done. So. <laughs> It is on. I, 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 I personally like that logo quite a bit. I had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, so what else, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, the new, the, the, the new ideas for the segment. So Doug and I have been scrambling the last couple of days because, um, if you haven't seen Doug's breakdowns, um, Doug does some awesome breakdown videos that you can find only on Facebook or on our, our website um, because YouTube will not allow us to upload it because he uses footage from the races in there in order to do an adequate breakdown like any news commentary would, would do. So um, our idea going forward is to maybe um, bring some of these, these other segments, these video segments into this show and show them, um, while we are doing the show. So like breaking for a second, showing Doug do his breakdown so that instead of Doug having to reference the video and you having to go back and watch it, if you haven't watched it yet, you can see it right here. And then we can talk about it after we show it. Um, the problem with that is that we are streaming to YouTube. So, my concern is that if we were to do that and stream it right now, um, we would get kicked off our stream right here. So we're not going to do that quite yet. We've got some logistics to work through, but that's coming down the pipeline. Um, I um, spent more time than I would like to admit trying to get a hold of somebody from NBC yesterday to ask for any kind of guidance as far as what we need to do. I did get some guidance. It's some sketchy guidance, but guidance nonetheless. Um, if, so, if it fits, it ships, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what we can get rolling with that. Um, you want to jump into talk, talking some races, some races here? Yeah, yeah. So my... It's uh the two fifties were pretty entertaining. We had uh Craig Lawrence, who might be the luckiest man out of all indie, that he didn't hit the face of that um uh, that tabletop. I don't know how he missed it, but the fact that he missed it was insane. Yeah. So I, I watched it in the the uh the highlights right before we jumped on here too. Um when he 
came off of the jump before the tabletop, he landed at the bottom of that jump on his front tire and somehow ended up back on the seat before he rolled over the bars and rolled off onto the tabletop. Yeah, it was insane. It was, uh, it was definitely don't use that example in any of your physics classes because I don't think you can explain it. You know, it's, uh, and then his, his charge from the back, him and jet put on a good show Man, that was a good race. That was probably one of the best races that I've seen in a while. Those guys just going back and forth, back and forth. And then uh, Jet doing his little show off, uh, his heartbreaking going into the corner just before the whoops. Wow. I was looking over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. I was dying when he did that. I was like, what's he doing? I was like, dang, it's kind of like, it's like old motocross, man, or supercross or any of them, any any old cross, you know, right. there's so much personality coming out on the track. And then, um, I mean, they battled for quite a while, like a couple laps at least. And then I, it, uh, it was way more than that. It was, it was almost, um, in the, the highlights, I was watching it back. It was almost four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I know I was going through and I got all the video done for the next, um, I got most of the video done for the next breakdown and then I switched uh, video yeah. editors. So I'm still working on it. And then I, I had to get a new uh, mic set up because having having kids slobber all over your mic tends to kind of lead to a little bit of audio issues. <laughs> so it's um, I'm uh, I'm working on getting the next one out. Um, but it was I know there was a lot of footage where I was like, what like what clips do I use? Like that whole night was filled with good racing man right it was you had shimoda in the heat that i mean him going through that section was probably faster than 99 percent of the 450s when he turned that thing on before he ran into the tough block and then you had the uh jet and craig battles you had the craig wreck you had jet and craig attempting to split munoz over the finish line jump and munoz he looked the wrong way man he instead of uh, what was it? I think he looked right instead of left because I think he was expecting Jet to come up behind Craig instead of trying to split him. So it was uh, he looked the wrong way and tried to get out of the way, but unfortunately, him getting out of the way was actually him getting in the way, you know. Sure. But it was, I mean, that caused a little bit. Um, and Cra Craig was Craig was fast. What he went by like twelve seconds or something like that over yeah, Shimoda. He, he was about twelve seconds over Shimoda to finish it up. Yeah, and then um, I think I keep saying Craig and Jet, but it was definitely uh, Colt, you know, the old Nichols. I can't remember. I can't remember. So, yeah, but I'm, <laughs> I'm horrible with names, man. And I don't. I left all my cheat sheets at work. I was kind of working on them when I probably shouldn't have been, but such is life, you know. It's uh, but watching those guys go back and forth was just, it was great racing and shimoda had a good showing he definitely earned that podium he's uh he's quickly becoming one of my favorite 250 riders he's so smooth that was that was what i i had two notes for the 250 and that was jet versus colt in there they're just it was an epic battle it was interesting to see um jet off of his game obviously hurt not as fast as he normally would be. Um, it was 
fun to see what he looks like not at 100% because you could actually see some racecraft come out. It wasn't just raw speed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But my other note that I had was Shimoda in, in capital letters, smooth. And that was that was really it, man. Like Shimoda from like start to finish, he was just just buttery oh, yeah. smooth all the way to the end. Yeah, and, he's. I I have a feeling he's gonna be Roxon esque when he gets to four fifties. If he does get to four fifties, where it's not just sheer speed like Tomac or Seen Cirillo, but there's a lot of a lot of uh track finesse going on and finesse right. with the bike to really get it to really get it done and i think we should see good things from him and i i have high hopes for shimoda i do too and um you know judging by his just his style his style is so smooth that i uh, i mean barring something horrible happening i i don't see him getting himself into a, a tremendous amount of injury problems um just as long as he stops jumping on the the leader flashing tough block yeah exactly that was Um, uh that could have been bad yeah that was i think that was the only that was in the heat right yeah that was like the last lap of the heat right and i i think that was the first and only like a real aggressive thing that i've seen him do yeah so far this year and like he hit that tabletop right before he wrecked in that like a a rocket (laughs) oh yeah he was moving (laughs) that was crazy but i i will uh i'm just gonna make a quick reminder for everybody out there watching um if you want to engage with us while we're talking about this stuff feel free to drop some uh some comments in the comment section we will uh we're gonna try chatting back and forth with you guys See, my dad says, let's show this. Shimoda is reminding me of Dungey. What do you think about that? I can see it. Certainly the uh, the consistency part of it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh and it I also think it's important to note that him and, and Jet have the same amount of time on the bikes. So you're seeing one with just sheer speed, like just pedal to the metal the whole time, sheer speed. And the other one is like not taking anything away from his speed, but his smoothness is, is his speed, you know? So it's, it's going to be fun to watch these two progress through the two fifties. Yep. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Oh yeah. As they say. Um, yeah, it's, it, two completely different approaches and um it, one one is yielding a a result right now and the other one is, is not quite so it'll be it'll be fun to watch those two as they get older to see which one um you know which which approach ends up on top i think it's going to really determine be determined by the track you know i think once uh joe gets a little bit more used to that bike um jet's lucky where he got to run the same bike two years in a row joe's kind of figuring out the the kx and 
I, I do think that the uh, the Honda 250 is, is slightly better than the Cowie 250. Um, just my own personal opinion uh, from riding it, but it's it's going to be fun to see. I think once uh, Pro Circuit kind of gets that bike figured out a little bit more, it's uh it's definitely going to be some battles. And we still have Forkner and and Moseman and and all those other guys and what well, Hampshire's out still. So yeah. it's definitely. I, it's definitely time to stop the East West coast stuff and just put them all together, man. And let's just watch some great racing from start to finish. That's, that's really all I want to see. Yeah. Same here. This is, this is kind of getting ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. Let's see what, what does Tiller say here? Shimoda is great to watch, but I want to see him at East West showdown. I bet he's going to have a great year next year. I think he's having a great year this year. But yeah. But I agree. Another year of uh, maturity. Um, that I want the I want I want the flat out. I just want the East to end right now. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to move. I want to move on. We've lost enough riders out of this side. Let's let them rest up and get back to it. All right. Yeah, let's, definitely. Let's go through some uh, some results for those of you. I know it's been like six months since that race. And I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, have seen that race by now. Um, but for the, let's go through the top ten. We had uh, your race winner was Christian Craig. Um, in the number two spot, we had Joe Shimoda. In the number three spot, we had Colt Nichols. Number four, Mitchell Oldenburg. Number five, Jet Lawrence. Number six, Joshua Osby. Seven, Hunter Sales. Eight, Devin Simpson. Nine, Thomas Dew. Ten, Luke Neese. Probably could have just gone through the top five because those are really the only ones that are in any semblance of contention right now as far as the championship points go. Um, speaking of championship points, uh, Colt Nichols, remains in the top spot he made a lot of moves after going down in that main to uh keep that that red number plate he's got 143 points uh in the number two spot christian craig with 137 points so i hate to say it but i'm kind of glad colt went down just to kind of keep the racing interesting that's when I was going over kind of the highlights, the only thing that popped in my head was you remember that Geico commercial with the old fisherman and like the $1 bill. Yeah. You, That's you pretty much what he did to Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be quicker than that. You know? So, it, but to watch him come back and, and really watch, like I said, both him and jet to really get to showcase what is going to eventually make them both champions in their own time is it was amazing. And then to watch them square off for as long as they did. Yeah. And, and then just sit on the berm and, and talk about it and laugh about it. You know, that's, that's what racing's all about, man. I, I loved it, you know? So. Yeah. There, uh, and we've said this multiple times, there's so much more personality in the two fifty class than there is in the four fifty class. Um, Oh yeah. But, uh, Joe remains in the number three spot in the championship with 119 points. And Jet is in the number four spot with 102 points. And Michael Moseman is in the number five spot with 97 points and everybody else after that. Um, and Moseman's hurt, so he's going to continue falling off that 
that yeah. point spread there. Osby came out to play this weekend too. It was good to see him up there on that Phoenix racing Honda, man. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately he's going to end up passing Moseman. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a a wicked cushion between him and Oldenburg. So yeah, that's probably where he's going to end up is in that number five spot for the championship. It's good to see, man. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't call Phoenix a small racing team, but they're not a in Supercross. They're not a super well-known racing team, so it's really good to see like a team like that that has as much background in, in the Honda Power Sports game across the board. Really get one up there towards the top, man. Yeah, we definitely. That's something we definitely are in need of, especially in Supercross. Is more sports, or I'm sorry, yeah. more teams. Yeah, uh, more sports. Uh, we need more teams. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's all we got for the two fifties. Um, let's. Uh, you want to jump into some four fifties? Anything yeah. to add before we jump over? Not just as long as uh, when we jump over, we don't end up like uh, Bam Bam and Roxon just all running into each other going in in the corner <laughs> oh my god are, are you is that what you're are is that what you're gonna do for one of the breakdowns uh yeah so i'm, I'm kind of taking a different approach which is what's taken me so long and instead of like there wasn't a whole lot of like standout action because the races themselves were so good so what i kind of did was break down almost like a my own version of a highlight reel and then go through and cover some of the stuff and and do some of the uh like the slow-mos and stuff so you can really see what's going on out there gotcha i don't know just playing around trying to figure it out i've only done what four or five of them now so yeah We'll, we'll get these down and um Tiller and I are still, we're still working it out. Well, you're working it out with us too. You're in the, we're in the discord talking this whole thing out and trying to figure out what we're doing, what we're going to do with that other segment. Um, so, I mean, we're figuring this whole thing out, all of it on the fly. So you're watching it develop in real time, everybody. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, let's jump over to the four fifties now. So the, uh, again, I had really the the racing as a whole for this entire um, the entire round was just so good that there really wasn't like you said there really wasn't much to make note of because the racing was so good. In this in the four fifties, you had the top the top four riders. Well, right up until the last lap was it when freezy and barsha went hey why are somewhere around there i don't i don't remember actually looking at like the timer of the lap i just remember trying to figure out what just happened (laughs) it was it was the very end of it was definitely within the last two to maybe three laps of the race but until that the top four riders were like five seconds apart yeah like it was pretty tight the it whole, was. whole race especially considering how far away roxon walked away at 
Indy two. Right. It was, it was definitely a tight race. Yeah. So it was definitely, I mean, it was super fun to watch. And of course we're yelling back and forth on, on restream, you know, did you see that? Did you see that? Like what happened? Yeah. So it was, uh, I wasn't paying attention to the timer because we were, I mean, we were in it, man. So it was, it was definitely a great race though. And it was, uh, speaking of freeze, did you catch his interview with Mathis on the pulp show? I didn't. Oh, so if you want to hear somebody that doesn't care that he took out a leader, I suggest that you go listen to it. He pretty much blamed everything on Barsha. He was like, well, it's his fault for going that way. And I didn't do anything wrong and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, just the lack of care in his voice just angers me. I, I, I really feel like I am probably not ever going to be a Vince Freeze fan ever. I mean, that's coming from a guy that's been throwing his bike at other riders all season long. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, uh, it was definitely an interview for the ages if you watched the race. Because, I mean, I can't blame Freeze 100% because I do believe that he, I don't, it was a kind of a bad spot, man. So it's it's hard to really say, but I do have to say it was probably like a 80% racing incident, 15% bam, bam, and or. 15% freeze and 5% bam, bam on that one. So it was, there's a little bit of blame that went around for everybody, but it was, that interview was bad. And I, he's not going to be in the good graces of the crowd, I think in, in Orlando one. So for those of you guys listening to this or watching this right now, go ahead and drop, drop your thoughts in the comments right now. Who do you think was at fault for that, for the, the very limited, footage that we got of it in the broadcast who do you think was at fault barsha or freezy um because that was i mean that that cha- that definitely changed the race for the last couple of couple of laps it changed that- the championship man <laughs> like not just the race it changed the oh, whole yeah. season almost True. so it's uh and if you haven't heard that interview and you are kind of interested, I, I suggest that you go listen to it. I think they have it just clipped out up on up on YouTube. But it's uh it's definitely an entertaining or lack thereof because he I mean, it's entertaining to hear how much he just doesn't care, you know. <laughs> so So yeah, that was like my my only two notes for all of four fifty was Roxon on fire. Um, not sure what anybody's going to do about that going forward. And then the Freezy and Barsha um, get together that ultimately took out Tomac too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and- that was the, that was bad timing for Tomac, you know, and it was, they were having a battle, a clean battle, which is hard to say when the number 51 is involved. Um, <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest, Tomac can, definitely be aggressive in some of his passes also yeah so to watch those two with their extended history going all the way back to amateurs just beating on each other usually to see him run clean and just a flat out almost sprint it was it was a fun race to watch it was especially with that move that barsha um 
that block pass that Barsha put on Tomac and that turn coming into the uh, the finish, the finish jump. Yeah. Um, I was very surprised that I Tomac knew it was coming, so he let off. But I I saw that and I was like, oh my god, he's they're both of these guys are going down right now. But it it didn't end up happening. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, it was kind of. It was surprising, especially after Barsha pretended to be Goldberg in WWF and tried to spear Roxon in the first couple laps. Right. It was basically it was, uh, the same. It was basically the same move. Yeah. Only he used the brakes this time. Yeah. So <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I'm honestly surprised that he didn't damage either one of those bikes with with them running into each other like that. Yeah. So. See what we got here. We got if Freezy had no history of interference, then I say it wasn't his fault. That being said, he should have moved out of the way. I I definitely don't disagree with that. I think uh, he is definitely a product of his own past on this one, and it's uh, but the same can be said for Bam Bam too. So true story. And then. Michael says, I say 75-25, Freezy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't disagree with any of them. I mean, this is one of those incidents where you can just look at it and have several different viewpoints, and they're pretty much all valid. You know, so it's it's that's why I didn't really want to just choose to do the breakdown on, on just this singular incident because it's i would have to do it would have to be like a 30 minute breakdown because i would have to go over every viewpoint you right. know every perspective yeah yeah like is this one where you're like all right well he's been all right for maybe a season and a half do we not take into account his background and if we take into account his background do we take into account bam bam's background of being impatient and it's so it's kind of i can't I can't disagree with any of it. You know, I mean, it's just a really bad thing that happened. And unfortunately it really affected two top level riders, right. popular top level riders. Popular, so, like two of the most popular top level riders. Yeah. Oh yeah. So freeze is definitely going to be riding the, the bad boy train for a while. Yeah. Tiller says if what freezy said is true about how far behind him, he thought Barsha was, then I think Barsha is more to blame, but Freezy isn't completely free of blame in either situation because he saw the flag. That is true. He did admit, he's like, yeah, I saw the flag, but with I'm, I'm glad Tiller kind of brought up the flag thing because the one thing that, that I have heard in multiple interviews over the course of the week is them going over um, kind of what they're doing with the blue flag, and I guess what they're really doing is there's no consistency the one time they'll throw it in the leaders right on your tail and it'll be like the first time they throw it and the the very next one will be the leaders like 35 seconds behind you or two lanes over where you can actually see the leader you know so it's 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 tough to say if anybody did or didn't see the flag if that like i heard five riders that are used to getting past you know, in the back of the pack say the same thing. They're like, we just never know. And now I know there's a big push for rider communications and 
and there's stuff that comes from circle track racing that me and my brother used growing up that that would work out just fine where it's just a one-way communication whoever the competition director has for the ama can say hey leaders coming through segment one segment two segment three be on the lookout type of deal um that's what they used to do to us um in circle track racing obviously there's two corners and four turns so there'll be like leaders in turn one leaders in turn four blah 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 but i think i think something needs to happen because it i mean this is what the second one in six or seven weeks or something like that that we've seen uh like potential championship destroying incidences and it's you can't just keep blaming the same things over and over again without coming up with some type of solution right no yeah and the 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 competition there's there's so many different variables to this the competition at the top is getting so tight Mm -hmm. and the gap between the competition at the top and everybody else is becoming so large that it's if you don't do something like that your only other logical solution really is to start taking the number of riders off of off of the the track you only yeah by like 15 riders instead of 22 yeah and that's i mean that poses its own kind of issues and problems as well because it's for all the riders that you have out there that's potential uh marketing stuff for companies coming in that actually want to do something with the sport you know i mean the heads of marketing or, or ceo ceos or some guy that you met at jack in the box down the street that runs a company that likes you and wants to give you money and stuff now now you're kind of hampering a lot of that so it's it'll definitely be interesting and it's something that i'm following very closely to kind of see what they plan on doing to try to alleviate some of this and it there is i'm not going to say it's a big talent gap but there's definitely a big speed gap you know in between maybe one through eight that we've seen so far this year and and the rest of the field and it's not it's not taking anything away from the guys that are nine through 22 but it's if you can't tell if the leader is five seconds behind you or 35 seconds behind you because the flagger decides that he wants to throw the flag whenever he wants i mean that that definitely causes an issue and i i can see the rider's point but i can also see it from the point of a fan where you're like the blue flag is there get out of the way right you know and that's munoz didn't even i didn't even i didn't look that close but i didn't see a blue flag i didn't see the flagger throw a blue flag for him he he tried to get out of the way on his own accord you know with those guys running up on him and it was uh it's just it's tough to watch, especially as a fan, you know, you're sitting there cheering on and, and Tomac is probably one of the most popular riders in, today. And to watch him go down, that place probably blew up. So. Right. Yeah. They've, they've, they've got to do something about it. Um, especially because of the, the types of tracks that they're putting out there too. If they're going to yeah. put, if they're going to put tracks out there that, that have limited passing options as it is then you definitely got to do something about the the lap traffic too yeah so um let's get into some uh some of the results here um yet again we had ken roxon in the number one spot um 
they, somebody's got to break this streak. Otherwise he's, he's going to roll. <laughs> he's going to keep rolling. <laughs> um, Cooper Webb in the number two spot, Marvin Muskan in the number three spot. Mookie pulled the number four spot because of everything that happened, but I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he's happy with that either way. Cianciarulo took the number five spot. Jason Anderson in the number six spot. Eli Tomac fell to the number seven spot. Ferrandis took eight, Savachi in ninth, and Zacco took the number 10 spot. And then uh, AP7 with an honorable mention just because I like watching AP7 <laughs> number 11 spot. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty surprised that Tomac was able to get up after that spill and still still managed to, to get a top 10. I, I can't remember how many were lapped, but he definitely... He went hard when he went down. He was quick yeah. to get back up and get everything sorted. So I, I was happy to see it. I'm not the biggest Tomac fan, but I, I'm glad to see that neither him nor Barsha got hurt during that. So yeah, I thought Barsha was hurt at first. He looked. He I looked, think he was just very, very mad. You think so? Oh yeah, that's. I would imagine it's. How can you not be? Yeah, he fell to the number 19 spot. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big. That's a big drop for him. And I like what your dad said too. Did oh, you see here. it? They need to limit the flaggers to beer and eliminate the whiskey. Yeah, and they they shouldn't be able to check their Robin Hood their Robin Hood investment account <laughs> while they're racing either. Um. Yeah. They they. It's not. It's not just the. <laughs> The whole the whole thing has been a mess so far this year. Let's be totally honest. They've had flaggers issues, um, and broadcast issues, all kind of stuff. Uh, it's I know they're working with uh, against the grain right now because they've got a consolidated schedule and all of that kind of stuff. But man, they the the Supercross and Feld they have definitely had their issues so far this season um but the uh the season standings as of right now kenny's got your uh red number plate still with 138 points cooper is in the number two spot with 122 points eli is in the number three spot he missed out on some points but he did it he did his best he ended up with 114 points cianciarulo is in the number four spot with 105 Barsha falls to the number five spot with 96 points, and he is tied with Ferrandis in the number six spot, also with 96 points. And then Mookie, one point behind that with 95 points. Um, Muskan at 94 points in the number eight spot, and then it falls off from there. Zacho in the number five, uh, number nine spot with 87, and then AP7. In the number 10 spot. Breaking the top 10. It's crazy how close all the Yamahas are, though. Right. Yeah, we've got one, two, three. Yeah, there are three of them within five spots. Yeah, it's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. And poor Marv, man. That dude has had not a very smooth season. No, not at all. And he looked like he was going. There was, there's been a couple of times this season where I was like, oh man, he's back. 
but he then falls off a cliff shortly after I have that thought. Like, if you would just watch the heats, you would think Marv is back. Like, don't watch, don't watch the main. Just watch the heats, and Marv's back. And then you watch the main, and you're kind of like, "What happened?" <laughs> you know. So, but it's uh, I think our our chat is a little bit behind. Um, I have Tiller brought up the the weather for this weekend coming up, which I think is going to play a very large role. What's going on with the weather? I don't. I didn't. I haven't seen this yet. Uh, so. Orlando is outdoors. Yeah. It's a outdoor super cross track and it's supposed to be wet. So we have the potential for a mutter. We have the potential for somewhere in between. And we also have the potential for a dry track. So we really don't know. So if it is a mutter, we might see Barsha back up towards the top, but we haven't seen him in the mud on the gas gas yet. Um, and I think that's really going to shake things up because Roxon is not guaranteed to win out i mean he's he's having i'm i'm holding out hopes because i really wanted him to win this year but if it's a mutter i i definitely don't see him winning in orlando you know <laughs> well but, he's definitely not guaranteed a, a win. i mean he again fourth fourth place tomac was in fourth place with i i'm pretty sure when the flag the uh the the clock struck zero tomac was in fourth place and he was less than five seconds down from Roxon. So I mean there's a there's a tight gap between these guys. He's not guaranteed anything right now. Uh yeah, especially when definitely not into it. And it's I mean I I sent you that statistical thing that I was talking about the last time where it's 73% chance. But when you look back through most of those years, there wasn't four or five guys that you could throw a blanket over that could win at any point in time. So it was, I, I mean, they were all kind of, I wouldn't say runaway seasons because it's from like 1977 all the way to now, but it's historically it's, you definitely see a guy right about now really starting to pull, pull away from everybody else. And, and we really don't see it. The only time we saw that was ND two. And I think that's just because everyone got jammed up racing behind rocks and, and he just ran for it. Took so, off. Yeah. Totally agree. So what do you want to, you want to do? I mean, we did a, a little bit of a weather preview, so <laughs> we've got a potential mutter coming. You want to drop your top two? My top two on a mutter in Orlando. Um, I would probably have to put, I'll go crazy. I'll put, seen Cirillo in two and maybe Zacco up up top, man. That's a I think that's in a mutter, I think that's a solid call. Yeah. I mean nobody ever knows what's gonna happen in a mutter. Right. But if it is mud and it's kind of like the floor to dirt, I trust Zacco to get it done. And I think AC has enough skills on that bike to get it done in the mud too. And I would normally pick Tomac, but I have a feeling we might see clutch pieces fly off of Tomac's bike. So I, I can't pick Tomac in the, and if it's going to be super muddy, I can't pick Tomac. I, I have a feeling it's going to, he's going to start losing, losing the old go juice towards the end. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, 
I'll play off you a little bit because I definitely think Zacho had some stuff in some outdoor races this past uh, outdoor season in some money situations. Um, so I can't disagree with you on the Zacho side. If it's muddy, I got to put in no particular order. I got to put Barsha and Zacho up there. Yeah. Well, the only reason I'm hesitant about Barsha is we don't know how that gas gas is going to do in the mud. We know how Bam Bam does in the mud, but that gas gas is still way too new for me to say that I, I think he's going to get it done. That's, that's kind of where I was. Cause it, at first, when you asked me, I was like, oh, it's going to be Tomac and Barsha. And then I was like, well, Tomac finishing a mud race is kind of a long stretch. And we don't know what that gas gas is going to do. And I don't think the KTM Husky hybrid mix that we call a gas gas um, ha- has really proven itself in the mud yet. So I'm a little hesitant on that one. But I'll follow you on that logic. Got you. Yeah. It'll now when we go to do pickums, I can't guarantee that I'm gonna pick the same thing because I got to see how the track's doing, you know. But it's uh, just from what I what I've read so far, I got to go Zacho AC. Got it. Um, so this is what we're doing right here. This is definitely part of what I was thinking for like the segments being involved, like yeah. This is what I would love is for right here, right in this part, we cut to Tiller Tallies playing during this broadcast, and then we come back and then talk about what we've got. Oh, yeah. And he's chomping at the bit, too. We just got to get some technical stuff figured out. Um, And, of course, really the only one good at the technical stuff is you. I just push buttons until it either crashes my computer or works. So... We're it's we're not. working our way we're working our way through this. We've all got our own zone of expertise, and we're trying to like share it amongst each other in via Discord, basically. Oh yeah, and that's if you guys hear us talking about the Discord, you guys are more than welcome to to join too. It's just a, a collective of like fifteen guys, I think we have right now, and we we talk about everything. It's mainly focused towards Supercross and Motocross and like off road racing, but we have like cooking music yeah just day-to-day life um and it's called warthog's moto room so that's uh crazy on the uh the cooking stuff the other night oh yeah we have uh one of our buddies skyra i'm pretty sure he was like a professional chef in his in his other life because that (laughs) dude makes crazy food and i'm sitting over here like i just made a hot pocket you know like it's not a hot pocket it's protein Right. <laughs> but it's uh it's definitely it's fun. And I and I think you can find it. If not, when we jump off of here, I'll jump on the uh on the power to the ground dot com and throw it up and talk MX again. So Yeah, sweet. So if you guys out there, if you're not a member on the uh the power the number two the ground.com it's a free membership you can jump on there you get access to the talk mx forum where doug's going to drop the link for the uh the discord which is it's it's basically an enclosed twitter is basically what it is like you don't have to worry about any of the mess it's just the people in that chat room oh Um, yeah so yeah you get access to the talk mx forum you get access to the pttg videos which um 
we're going to be doing some more stuff with that in the future for right now. It's a very reliable place for you to go watch the um, the down and dirty breakdowns by Doug. <laughs> and um, since I am pretty infamous on YouTube with their uh, administration right now. I, I think I've gotten like three or four videos banned for 30 days. So. <laughs> we'll call just, that the down and dirty 30. Right. Just trying to just trying to do my job, people. Like, just trying to do my job. So. So let's go over. Let's uh, let's take a look at the pick'em scores for the uh, the season. Who got the number? Mike Bashara got the number. Got the most amount of points this week with eleven points. In general, the scores were pretty bad for uh, this past for uh, round that's, six. That's two weeks in a row, man. Everyone's yeah. kind of losing their edge. Um, my dad for round five did really well. He got 14 points for round five. Yeah. He came out of nowhere. I was like, Oh good. Like we're grading on a curve. You know, I should have an A and then, (laughs) and then here comes David just walking in with getting scoring a hundred. Basically. I don't know how you can get any better during that race. I was, I was definitely impressed. And you and Steve have been tied the what hang on all right you had six points in round six points each in round one then he had seven in round two you had eight in round two not tied there the next week he got 12 you got 11 that tied it up so you guys have been tied since round three yeah and the worst part like well not the worst part the weirdest part is we don't ever put the riders like our top three is different every week right and it's it just keeps going back and forth like one of us will get first place the other one will get second place and then it's 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 crazy i don't know it's good fun so it is is good fun so we've got our uh our top five here we've got curtis johnson in the uh the number one spot with 55 points Steve and Doug tied for the number two slash number three spot with 53 points. Um, Terry Schaefer in the, is tied for the number four slash number five spot with Cole Platt with 51 points. Oh, and a honorable mention to Brian Bearden, who also has 51 points. Um, so if you guys don't know where to find that, you can go over to the website and just go to the Pick'em Results tab in the menu and you can uh, you can see all of your scores, all of your buddies' scores. If you're not playing, you can put in your picks starting tomorrow at noon, and then um, those will open up until Saturday at what time is that race? Is it eight? Uh, it's a Saturday race, so yeah, I think it would yes. be eight p.m. Eastern. Yeah, so so they'll be open up until eight o'clock on Saturday for you to get your uh your picks in um yeah it's good fun definitely good fun um i think that's all i got for this week man how about you yeah i mean i don't really have uh have too much it's great racing last weekend let's hope that we can carry it over so yeah i can't believe it was last weekend and not last year yeah and we got to get Tiller squared away, man. We we got to get Tiller's tallies going. So Tiller's tallies, Tiller. Oh, yeah. 
we'll get this going, man. We will get this going. This is going to be, this is going to be awesome. I've got faxes and papers to send to NBC to beg them for permission to use their footage in limited capacity on our videos. And hopefully we can get your, your stuff up and rolling too. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. So that's about all I got for this week. Doug, thanks for chilling with me tonight. Appreciate oh, it. No problem at all. It's uh, just a friendly reminder to our, uh, to our good folks out there, hit up bro taco get you some of the world's best hot sauce that's actually when you called me to start this i was just finishing up a nice DiGiorno pizza with some wrap sauce cool. so, and then uh don't forget to hit up sunstar and get all your uh sprockets and, and chain needs taken care of so they cover pretty much every bike that is here at least in north america so other than that go use what is it code orlando code orlando yeah i gotta get a beanie it's been uh like 20 degrees outside so and my head's freezing so i, I got to get a beanie from you i wear my beanie basically every day they're night nice, they're very warm they've got the little uh ball, the, the puff the, ball at the top the puff ball. i yeah. think tiller has one and he said that it was awesome i have like shirts and the masks and stuff like that but it's i'm always wearing a ball cap man so it's a i definitely need to add to my hat collection probably a PTDG beanie and uh I think I think some of our other folks need to too. So I agree. Go over there, use that coupon code Orlando. You've got until Saturday night to use it for that twenty percent off anything on the store. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to share this episode. Share the episode. Um, right. We want to get this out to as many people as possible because when we do Couch Cross, the more people we get the podcast out to. The more people we can get on Couch Cross, and then things really, really start getting fun. Oh, yeah. Then we can start doing like giveaways on Couch Cross and all prizes and all kinds of fun stuff. So um, make sure everybody is sharing and tagging and um, emailing and messaging. Just get it out there, get it out to as many people as you can. Um, if you're interested in helping us out, to, uh, we do run some ads sometimes um to reach new audiences so if you're interested in helping out you can jump over to power the number two the ground.com go to the donate tab and you can uh do drop a donation of your choosing um right over there and other than that man that's all i got for tonight that was episode 57 i think we killed it regardless of the fact that both of us are exhausted right now Oh yeah, but and we we started off on mute. So we did start off on mute. I'll be sure to trim that out. Right. Yeah, a Facebook side. <laughs> we definitely had a Tomac night, a bad start, but we we came through for the finish, man. We finished so. long. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, we'll Have catch you. Night. Have a good night, everybody, and we will see you on the next one. Peace. Oh yeah. <laughs>